We often all find ourselves stuck in a rut, trying to figure out the best ways to navigate life. This podcast is bringing you lots of growth, authenticity, love, kindness, strength, and lots and lots of bliss. Welcome to Blissful Love. I'm your host, Dev McMahon, and I am so excited to have you here. Hey, what is up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of Blissful Love with Dev McMahon. It is, of course, so nice to be back recording with you guys. This is my weekly my weekly time of just reflection and a deeper understanding of things and I get to just talk things out with you guys and it's just really special and I feel like I don't say that enough on here. It's a really, really special time, especially during the holiday season. I'll get more into that in the episode, but yes, so thank you all for being here, for listening, for believing in me, for supporting me and for loving blissful love as much as I do. So what makes me feel blissful today is having this platform having the ability to speak my mind, say what I want, feel understood and heard and seen. And yes, that is making me feel blissful today. How I will propel my love today. I am going to take Finn for a nice W-A-L-K. He's sitting right next to me. And Jack and I talk to Finley so much that he knows what all of those words mean. And if I say that right now, he is going to be barking. He's going to be doing circles all around the couch. So we'll keep that on the low. That's how I'm going to propel my love today. We haven't gotten out there in a couple days, so that'll make him super happy. And by W-A-L-K, I mean like in the woods like long time not just like around the block um it's his favorite thing ever being off the leash and hanging out running around so looking forward to that it's definitely much needed for myself as well so propelling my love to him and my soul so looking forward i wanted to catch you guys up a little bit on the tail end of the November book club. There was no episode that kind of wrapped that up. So I wanted to just kind of wrap that up for you guys. So November's book club read was Didn't See That Coming by Rachel Hollis. Such a good read. Really recommend it to just about anyone, but really hit home probably for someone who is grieving going through a very big life change or a traumatic event that's really what it's all about. So Rachel Hollis talks a lot about how she went through a divorce with children and how her life completely changed and a lot of things in her life started happening and unfolding. But aside from all that, she really dives into whatever you're going through and how you're feeling and how you're changing and how your mindset is changing and your perspective is shifting and all of those things. And it's just a really, really good read. I, If I was going to rate this on a scale, I would give it an 8 out of 10 only because, I'm not giving it a 10, only because there were expectations. See, this is the thing about expectations. Never have too high of expectations. I had these expectations that this book was going to be like mind blown. And although it was very good and it was an easy read, it wasn't too difficult for me to understand or grasp any of the concepts, I didn't get that like mind blown feeling. But it was an awesome read. I highly suggest it. I'm not taking away any of the credit from her, just being honest with my review. So yes, definitely an 8 out of 10, really great book. But I wanted to just read quickly to you guys this quote that I pulled out of 
the end of the book that really resonated with me and kind of just wraps everything up. So nobody can remove your identity from you. Identity literally means being who or what you are and you get to choose that. And that just, that quote really just hit me because I remember when I was little, my mom used to always say to me that no matter what anyone thought of me or what anyone said about me, the only person that truly mattered when it pertained to me was me. And the only person who truly knows me is me. And I feel like as a little girl, I I understood. I was like, yeah, I know what you mean, whatever, but didn't fully, fully understand. And when I read that quote, I was like, wow, that's what my mom has been telling me all these years. Those words really, truly never left my mind and soul. And seeing it written out on paper by an author was just really something beautiful. And in in this human existence that we all experience, we're constantly experiencing death and rebirth within ourselves, right? So obviously our identities are going to shed and shift and change. We shed our old identities to make room for the new one all the time, every day. We should be. Growth is beautiful. Some parts of us remain like, I don't know, maybe our sense of humor, things that we think are weird or funny or whatever Um, but parts of us that we no longer want to carry anymore and no longer feel aligned with we shed these parts of us right and this becomes our death our ego death and we're reborn when we accept that ego death but there is no rebirth unless we do the work to shed the death so that is the closing all you guys should all go read that book it is a great, great read. Didn't see that coming by Rachel Hollis. So with that being said, on to the next. Happy December. I know I say this every month. Cannot believe it's December. Happy, happy. Okay, so this month's book club read is A Liberated Mind by Stephen Hayes. This book is going to be a little bit more of an educational book, a little bit more scientific type, but in the psychology realm, The reason I chose this book is because I want to really start incorporating more of my professional life into Blissful Love in the sense of like really talking about the neurodiverse population and how we can better understand and change our perspective and change the way that we view things and the way that we're learning things and the way that we're speaking things and doing things to better suit all communities around us and to better suit the neurodiverse community. I was actually just thinking about this yesterday when I was at a coffee shop about how we all know that autism exists. We all know that the neurodiverse population exists, right? And everyone who's listening to this can say like, yeah, I'm open to that. I'm totally okay with anyone who has any sort of neurodiversity. I am supportive. I'm loving. I'm kind, whatever. But in the moment, we need to step back and think, is that true? Because what happens that I see and that I hear about and that I talk about even with friends and family is we don't think about it until we're thinking about it, if that makes sense. So you go into a coffee shop, right? You have a barista who might be taking their time a little bit more, maybe doing some things that don't seem, using quotes here, quote unquote, normal to you. Um, and you're judging that in your mind, you're getting frustrated and then you're like, oh, that was so slow. That was horrible. Blah, blah, blah. You're talking about it to other people. You're frustrated. This can happen in any different way of your life. Like in the supermarket, maybe you're having a conversation with someone, all these things. 
So in that moment, you're not being open-minded. You're not being accepting to all people. You have no idea what the background is with that person. And I think about this often with my learners, my clients who are older, who I go out into the community with and people look at us and people ask questions to me sometimes and people get frustrated. And I just think about how there is just a lack of education in that department and how a lot of people just simply don't know and don't understand. And if we don't know and we don't understand, then what are we supposed to do with that? So I want to bring some more awareness into that, into my platform and my podcast and not that my podcast is going to shift in that direction so much because I like to keep my my lives separate and when I leave work, I'm home and I can do all these things because I think that that's healthy boundaries. However, I do think it's really important. I'm really passionate about it and it is a huge part of my life. It is a huge part of my life since I was 18 years old. I have been working in this field with the neurodiverse population, with um, ch- children and adults with physical and mental disabilities and all of those things. So I do want to share about it. So with all of that being said, a liberated mind isn't about the neurodiverse population. It isn't about autism or working with children or adults with autism by any means, but it is about acceptance commitment therapy. And that is a huge aspect of my work. And it is everything that my new job is based on. So I wanted to read this book this month because we can all use this in our daily lives. It's really, really awesome, really important stuff. So if anyone is interested or anyone listening is in the field and is like, this is really cool, I really want to learn more about ACT, reach out. I would love to talk about it. I am learning about it as we speak. I'm by no means a professional in ACT, but I am trying to get there. So This book, A Liberated Mind by Stephen Hayes, is for someone who is interested in psychology, human behavior, um, people who overanalyze the way that people behave. They want to learn more about themselves and why they behave certain ways or ways that they can get to goals that they've always wanted and learn more about their values and people who work in the field of autism and want a new perspective of teaching. And honestly, this book is for just about anyone. I really, truly believe that. Dr. Hayes, the author of this book, initiated the development of acceptance and commitment therapy, which is also known as ACT, um, which is one of the most powerful approaches that research has yet to offer, which is really, really just amazing. And, you know, there's a lot of things in this field that aren't scientifically research-based, but they don't have a research-based background, and this does. So, for my people listening who are like, where's the research? It's out there. You can go check it out. I know that there's a lot of SLPs that follow me on here. And it's just really amazing too to see the collaboration that you can have within all the different fields of therapy when you change your perspective. And that is what ACT does. It's just really awesome. I won't go into it too, too much. So ACT teaches us how to embrace our vulnerability so that we can live more meaningful lives. Science has shown this approach to be effective in almost every area, including mental health, physical health, social challenges, and performance. So check that out, A Liberated Mind. I'm really excited to read this book this month. If you guys aren't in the book club already and you'd like to join, the link is in my bio um, for the Facebook group. Nothing too crazy in there. All I do is post the book. Sometimes I post a little blurb about what's going on in the book. There's no expectations. It's basically like a read-along me, not necessarily a book club. 
I would love to shift it in a way that we meet maybe once a month and we discuss things, but it's life is so crazy. Life is so busy. It's really hard to get people to do that. But if you guys are interested in that and want to have a little meeting on Zoom, I would love that. So reach out to me, let me know, express your interest and happy to keep the book club going. I really enjoy it. So yes, enough about the book club. So December 2nd, guys, happy December. Wow, how did we get here so quick? I'm not sure, but every year I seem to feel this way. <laughs> but here we are. So, you know, with the the seasons are going to be changing really soon. We're going to be transitioning into winter. And with that comes the holidays. We just had Thanksgiving. I hope everybody survived well and had a beautiful Thanksgiving with family or friends or wh- whomever you enjoyed the holiday with. Maybe you had a solo holiday, which can be really nice too. But holidays can be really hard and seasons can be really hard. The change of seasons can really affect us. And some people who are really sensitive to energy shifts and really sensitive to change might feel this a lot deeper than others. I know that I am definitely one of those people. And over the past year, two years, I have really tuned into this and tried to really protect my energy and really help myself during these times. And um, being more aware of it and more conscious of it has definitely helped. And doing some things for myself that I know will help me through these times has really helped. So with all of that being said, the holidays and seasons, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be going through something or you went through something or anything like that. It's just any sort of big change for a person who is sensitive to change and sensitive to energies moving around and things getting crazy and busy times, it's it's tough for you. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that and why these things happen. So seasons can affect our moods in so many ways, right? Like the first thing that really comes to mind for me is past events or traumas that have happened. So we think about those seasons and we think we resort right back to those times or those experiences or things that we went through. Obviously, anything like this can trigger some emotions within us that can be really difficult. So making sure that we're doing the things that we need for ourselves, like if talk therapy works for you, going and talking to somebody during those difficult times. If that doesn't work for you and you really enjoy a more holistic approach at things and you really enjoy to go to a yoga class or to meditate or to go see someone for Reiki or to go see a bone practitioner and kind of reset your nerve endings and get all your energy moving throughout your body, then go do things like that. So really just focus in on what is needed for you during these these difficult times, these shifts, these change, changes of season, changes within your own self, your body, your mind, your soul. So focusing on that, allowing yourself to feel it, and then doing those things to get yourself out of the funky feeling. So that's kind of the first thing that comes up for me. And the second thing that comes up is temperature. So obviously with temperature changing, if you live in New England, you know that the temperatures just drop so quick, so drastically, and then the next day it'll be 60 degrees. So absolutely insane. Our minds and our bodies are like, what is happening? For me anyway, when temperature drops and it gets really cold, my whole body is so tense when I'm outside and it's really hard to shift into um, a, a more loose mindset. Um, so my mind is tense as well and I just feel very uncomfortable 
And with that comes aches and pains. I have back issues. My back is really tense and then it hurts so bad. And um, it's hard for us to get ourselves to go to the gym because it's cold outside and our bodies don't want to do anything. We want to just hibernate. So really, really tuning into this, focusing on ways that we can move our bodies and get out of that tense feeling recognizing the fact that anytime that we're going from hot to cold or cold to hot, our minds are going to shift with this and we're going to have different emotions come up. And in the summertime or in the warmer months, the spring, our minds might be very freeing and happy and um, the music we listen to might be different and our energy levels are a lot different. We want to do a lot of things and see a lot of people and go outside and be doing things outside and all of that kind of stuff. And then in the winter, you know, the music that we're listening to changes and our, our ideas and things that we want to do on the weekends are much different. We kind of just want to chill and maybe we just want to lay on the couch and read a book or watch TV. We don't really feel like going outside and doing many things outside in nature or going to the gym and exercising. We're just cold and tired and the darkness coming in at such an early time for me is really difficult, but waking up a little bit earlier with the light is definitely helpful. So I don't know. I feel like it's hard because even when I wake up a little bit earlier, I'm like, why is it still dark? What's going on? I'm just always confused by daylight savings, but I've been really trying to just enjoy the time outside that I can when it's light out because now it's starting to get dark at like four o'clock. So that is really important to be aware of as well. And to just listen to yourself. I can't stress that enough. Listen to yourself. One thing that really, really helps me during the change of seasons and the holiday seasons and winter time too is making time for my friends. And I know it sounds so silly, especially for someone who is listening who's in their 20s like me and is like, oh, I feel like I hang out with my friends a decent amount. It's like really think about it. Like, if So I obviously live with Jack, my fiance, and in routine and life, like you sometimes just forget to spend time with your friends because I come home from work. I hang out with Jack. We make dinner. We watch a show. I'm reading my book. I'm doing my own thing. And then I wake up in the morning. I go to work. I have yoga. I do Reiki, whatever. And time just goes and goes and goes. So I've really been trying over the past like couple of months to spend more and more time with my friends because it really does help me so much feeling better, relieving stress. It's just such a beautiful time, especially when you surround yourself with friends who are uplifting and really great and inspiring human beings. I feel like that's the most important thing too, to really evaluate who you're spending your time with during the change of seasons and the holidays because people can really drain our energy and we need to be aware of that. So, and you know, research shows, of course, that spending time with your friends helps to relieve that stress, makes you feel a sense of belonging and improves your well-being overall. Um, And it just really lifts your mood. So, Definitely recommend hanging out with those people that you love and spending time as much as you can with friends and just doing fun activities. So holidays, of course, can affect our moods hugely during the changes of season and the ho- and just coming up on Christmas and we just had Thanksgiving and spending time with family for some people can be really difficult. I'm very lucky and blessed to have a beautiful, loving family who has been nothing but 
a positive environment for me my entire life, which I'm so thankful for again. And I know not everybody has that. So I know that during the holidays, it can be really stressful and a really difficult time. Maybe someone, maybe people have lost direct family members, siblings, parents, grandparents that had a very big impact on their lives and was very heavily involved in their family life. So holidays can be really hard. So what can we do to protect ourselves during those times, right? What can we do to really get through those times because they're going to happen. We can't stop time. So we really need to figure out ways to get through those times. And then the last one is change. So you know, the leaves are falling, legit physical change that you see in your environment. The leaves are changing, they fall, the trees are bare. Um, Everything seems just a lot more bland, right? Like there's no, no green to look at. There's not a lot of flowers out, um, things like that. So just like visual change that you see, but also change in people's energy. People change a lot through the seasons and through the holidays. People become more reserved or maybe less reserved. People become happier or maybe not as happy. Seasonal depression is very real for a lot of people. So that can be really hard to navigate as well. So this kind of seasonal depression that we're so used to to, of hearing about, oh my goodness, Um, this used to be called seasonal affective disorder, also known as SAD. So you might have heard that um, that term being thrown about back in the day, but it is now called major depressive disorder with a seasonal pattern. So there's a little behavioral psychology knowledge for you guys. Um, this condition is a form of depression that's characterized by recurrent depression episodes that happens in late fall and winter. So right around this time and alternates with normal mood periods during the rest of the year. So, you know, you might be feeling totally fine during the rest of the year. You might not feel any bouts of depression at all or any sort of, um, a regular mood pattern. Some symptoms of this include craving carbs, daytime fatigue, overeating, oversleeping, and weight gain. And it's really interesting because I feel like when people think and hear of um, depressive disorders within, with seasonal patterns, they think about like being in your bed under a blanket, feeling so depressed, crying all the time, not being able to do anything, not having any motivation to go anywhere. And yeah, that might be the way that some people present, but that's not how everyone presents. I know for me, I I have often talked to family and friends about this as well who experience this sort of mood pattern change through the seasons. And they're like, I don't know what's going on with me. I just feel like so tired. I feel like I just, anytime I'm hungry, I just am like eating, eating, eating. And then I go long periods of time without eating. And they don't understand or recognize that this is part of that like depression episode through the seasons, right? And I think when people hear the word depression, they get like scared and they're like, no, I'm not depressed because they think that's such like a negative word. And it's it's not, it's normal. It's what a lot of us go through in our lives and we're not always going to be happy human beings. We often, most people go through episodes of depression in their lives, whether it be very large scale or small scale. So throughout this, researchers have really come to the understanding over the years, of course, that this is caused from decreased light. So a lot of people nowadays are using like the artificial light therapy. I've seen them all over. I've seen them all over Amazon and stuff. I don't know if anyone listening has tried it. I personally have not tried it, but I am definitely interested in it. And I have been 
very interested in light therapy over the past couple of weeks. I've been doing some research on it when it comes to incorporating it in Reiki sessions. So I think that this would be a really amazing thing to bring into the community here that I see for my Reiki clients um, during this time of year and during the winter is incorporating light therapy sessions within my Reiki healing sessions. So if anyone wants to talk about that and wants to learn more about what my offerings will look like with that, feel free to reach out. Like I said, it's just kind of been a thought. So trying to navigate that and learn more about it so that I can incorporate that because I know that this is such a difficult time for a lot of people. Um, other research shows that a drop in serotonin, the happiness neurotransmitter in the body may play a role in people with this disorder as well. Of course, of course. So serotonin can be bumped up with exercising, getting a massage, going to a Reiki practitioner, thinking about happy memories, putting more natural sunlight into your day. So really hone in on this because It is so easy during our lunch breaks to just be like, no, I'm just going to sit here, listen to some music, do my thing. I'm not going to go outside. It takes, it only needs five minutes. It takes five minutes. And I'm speaking to myself right now as well because I do the same thing. I'm like, no, I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need it. I'm tired today. I just want to chill, blah, blah, blah. We all need it. We all need that sunshine. Even if it's just for a couple minutes, our bodies need it, our minds need it, our souls need it, our serotonin levels will thank you and they will increase drastically from that sun. So a lot of people love the fall. They love the cooler temperature. I know, so I was born in February and always really loved being outside in the wintertime, loved playing in the snow, loved going skiing and snowboarding, loved going tubing, like all outdoor activities in the in the winter. Never hated the cold really until I got a little bit older and I was like, this cold sucks, man. <laughs> like, why do we live here? I do really, really love skiing still and I do love the snow, but it, it does affect us like hugely. So I, I definitely feel that, but I do recognize all the love that I do have for it being a little Pisces anyway. So if you love the fall and its ability to bring like cooler temperatures and foliage and all the, all the great things that come with the fall, pumpkin spice coffees, pumpkin spice, everything, right? Um, you might find yourself feeling very happy when the end of September comes But if you're someone who really loathes the snow, like I was just saying, and you live in New England, the shortest day of the year and all the winter holidays that fall between December through March can cause your emotions to really, really plummet big time. So to kind of flip these emotions and feelings that come up and, you know, very, very real, real, real feelings that we have that come up during the holiday seasons and the winter months and stuff is to kind of take parts of this time that can teach us something or something that does make us feel special or great during this time. So in it could be something simple as like I really like the holiday the holiday um flavors that they have at Starbucks during the fall or during the winter, whatever. I know that sounds so silly, but it's like finding those little small things that bring us joy are really important during this time or else, like I was saying, we can begin to plummet and we go into a ball of negativity and it's just not good. Are there things that the winter season could teach you, right? Such as compassion, such as grace, such as gratitude, such as 
beauty and bliss within darkness. And it's these times that we can really dive deep and look into all parts of ourselves that are uncomfortable. So kind of circling back to holidays and with Christmas coming up and spending time with family and friends and such, we have to really make sure that we're protecting our own energies, making sure that we're spending time within ourselves and taking care of ourselves and our needs when we leave people that might not make us feel the best. Maybe we come from a family environment that isn't the best, but we know that we have to spend time with family during those times. And like I said, I... I don't understand that and I recognize that I don't understand that. However, I really, really do feel for that and I really have empathy towards that and I know that situations like that can be really difficult and I feel like the best thing for ourselves to get through times like that in the holidays is to do the things for you when you're not with your family or you're not with your friends that cause those sort of emotions to come up and those feelings to come up is like shield yourself, shield yourself, shield yourself before you spend any time with those people. Sit with yourself and maybe meditate or maybe just sit there and breathe and talk to yourself and really find some ways that you can get through this, even if it is something really silly. Like I'll give you an example. So I know that when I am dealing with anxiety and I need to be around family or I have like an event coming up with family or whatever, that causes more anxiety because I know that I want to be present and talking to everybody and I want to be uh, my bubbly self and I'm like, shoot, everyone's going to know that I'm feeling off, like I'm feeling really anxious, whatever. So something that really helps me to get through that day is to just focus on things that are around me in the room. So literally labeling items. And I know I've talked about this before on Blissful Love and I know that people might be like, what? What the heck? What do you mean? Literally labeling items in the room in my head like, and things that I find like attractive or cool, like that come up in my, in my visual line, right? So I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, oh wow, that houseplants book. Wonder what's about what that's about. That looks really cool. Moving on to the next thing. Oh wow, I really like that wall ladder. Those blankets on there look super comfortable. Moving on to the next thing. Wow, that plant is really doing great. Thriving. Love that plant. Wonder if it needs some water. Like literally just having conversations with your head about things that you see around you distracts your mind from that anxious feeling and helps you get through those times. And like I said, I know it sounds silly, but that's kind of like um, an emergency tool to use in those moments. And that really helps me. I'm not sure if it'll help you, but if you try it, let me know if it helps because from all the research that I've done with behavior analyzation, analyzing and, um, being in the psychology field, I know that other people use this and it helps. So just give it a try. But shielding yourself before and after is really important too. So for me, what it looks like when I shield, again, which I know I've talked about this before, is I literally just take my hand and close my eyes and envision that a white light is forming all around me and protecting me. And anything that anyone says or does that might not align with my values, it doesn't affect me. I'm shielded. I'm good. It's I'm, I'm all good. Anything that's going on around me, outside forces, I'm good. I'm protected. My energy is, is within me and I'm good. 
When I come home, I do the same thing. Take a nice warm shower. Wash off all that energy from everybody that you've been around. Maybe light an incense or a candle. Sit with yourself. Close your eyes five minutes. Do a meditation. Read a couple pages of a book and just connect within yourself again. And honestly, guys, just embrace all these imperfections. Embrace all these things, all these changes, all the shifts in the temperature, um, the food that you eat, the things that you do, the weather, uh, just all the things. Just embrace it all. It's beautiful. It's life. It's death and rebirth. And we can't, we can't change it. We can't change it. We're here. We're living it. We're experiencing it. So just go with the flow. Ebb and flow. Ebb and flow, babies. So yes, holiday seasons can be hard. Change in seasons can be hard. We're all going to get through this together. We got this. I believe in each and every one of you. The light and love in me honors and loves the light and love in each of each and every one of you. And to that, I will bow to you all and say namaste. Thank you for coming. Beautiful, beautiful people. This weekend, I am officially graduating from my yoga teacher training and I am just like yogi mindset right now. I'm so excited. I cannot believe that I made it through this entire yoga teacher training. It has been a long haul. It started in April. Rachel and I went through this entire process together. I am just so proud of the both of us and I am excited to see what the both of us do with this and where we go in our yogi lives. So thank you all for listening. I love you guys so much and I will see you guys next week.